Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning and waking me up and giving me the activities of my limbs. I want to say I joined a Facebook friend thing where we're supposed to, it says no excuses, but I got to admit I didn't exercise yet. So I'm eating, doing a show, trying to run around like a chicken with my head cut off, but that's okay. But today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is we do when we do the show, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings and hear from me, myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage family therapist. Now, today's topic is entitled, Don't Stop Praying. So during this episode, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be discussing the power of prayer, because prayer still works. And it also changes situations because despite what we're seeing, what we're hearing, prayer is one of the most important disciplines in the Christian's life. It is also our connection to the creator of this world and the savior of our souls. So I want to talk about it. And I'm quite sure many of you probably have some interesting things that you want to see, I mean say too, because there is so much going on in this world. So if you want to give us a call, call in at 516-387-1914. So I hope people call in soon so I can stop talking and start eating because I kind of got started late today, even with my breakfast. So I just made me something to eat. So I'm trying to eat and talk and cook and everything. Well, finish cooking. So, so with that being said, when we talk about don't stop praying, I know that some individuals probably never started praying. Some individuals have talked about they don't have a prayer life, don't know how to start a prayer life, and they are questioning God. And that can be okay. But the problem is they say don't question God, but when we do because we're concerned. As we watch the news, as we start looking at this, what's going on Facebook, you know, I'm calling and texting people now. You know, people are starting to wonder, is my prayers being answered? Is God really listening to me? And that's to, to, you know, we don't know. We really don't know. But what we do know is God is able. I'm trying to text Miss Lady T because we haven't heard from her in a while. So if can, you call in so I'm trying to send out some text messages because I see having nobody contacted me yet. As I can say, it's probably my fault because I put the information out late. So I will own that. Now, when we talk about prayer and what prayer means, and I know that prayer means different things to different people, and a lot of times people will say, well, I'll pray for you. And sometimes they'll say, I'll pray for you, and sometimes they don't even pray for themselves. But I want to first start get start off by giving you some information in regards to, and it's coming from IBelieve.com, and it talks about eight reasons to keep praying even when you want to quit. Because, like I said, there's so much going on. People are starting to question things. But when we start talking about reasons why we shouldn't quit, and like I started off by saying before, Prayer is one of the most important disciplines in the Christian faith, and it is our connection to the creator of this world and our savior of our souls. And when a Christian makes it a habit to pray every day, 
or she experienced the benefit of communing with God on such an intimate level. And that's why people pray. It's because they know that that's their conversation with God. And the thing is, there are times, sometimes, no matter how faithful you are to God, how strong your walk is in the Lord, sometimes prayer can just be difficult. And so difficult, in fact, that you may just want to stop praying altogether. And it's funny because when I was talking to a friend of mine last night when I sent this information out, and he said, that's crazy, why do want to stop praying? Because people are starting to question, is it working? Is it not working? What's going on? And maybe you've been praying for the same thing over and over again. You've grown tired. You've grown, grown weary. And you wonder if God even hears you anymore or even if he cares especially when we see that the number of coronaviruses that they're increasing, people are dying, people are losing loved ones, homes are being broken, kids are out of control, people are losing their job. We're like, Lord, where is God? And sometimes it can be that individuals can be scared to pray because they fear God's answer may not be what they was perhaps hoping for. And maybe their prayer life has become to the point to where they feel like it's more than a chore than a blessing. But despite its many benefits, prayer is a spiritual discipline that we sometimes just want to sometimes quit doing. And if you found yourself doing that, I want to give you eight reasons why you should pray even when you want to quit, which leads to the topic of don't stop praying. Number one, our feelings don't reflect God's truth. Sometimes we get so caught up in our feelings and what we want and our emotions so it may not be God's will or in God's plan. So if you want to quit praying because you've given up hope that God will answer your prayers and you want to, I want you to think about this truth. And it goes, and it's coming from Romans 8.28, and it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now, how can you question that? And we can trust God is working on our behalf for our own good, even if it doesn't feel like it. So even when we talk about all of this stuff, we know that God is in the midst of this. And sometimes we wonder, well, how did this even happen? What, who did what? We don't know. We can't blame people. But the truth is, if it's not good, then God's not done. And if God is not done, then neither are we. So let's hold on to God's truth over our feelings and wait patiently on him, which is the first one. Now, the second reason is God's silence doesn't mean his absence. We can wait patiently on God to answer our prayers when we understand God heard us the first time we prayed. Think of Daniel from the Bible. For three weeks, Daniel prayed and fasted for God to answer his prayers and did not stop praying until he received the answer. And you know that reminds me of a mother because when a mother's child is in trouble or, you know, and I was watching, I think it was on Twitter, and I saw that one of our, um, God, I can't think of the man's name right now, but his daughter got shot, and, I, and he said he was in Houston, and he said he wasn't leaving until he got to see his daughter. And I'm quite sure he was probably a praying father 
in that parking lot when he heard of the news or got there to see and learn that his daughter had been shot. Now, when we start talking about even, you know, understanding and talking about even when, when people start praying and they feel like God answered my prayers, how encouraging is it to know that those prayers you've been praying were heard the very first time? God starts moving in the heaven's realm to answer your prayers, even when it looks like nothing is happening. And when it looks like you've waited beyond your waiting point, there is no sign or no cue of what you've been waiting for. We know that God, like I said, he is definitely able. Now, I'm still waiting on Curtis. I haven't heard from him. And Tammy, one of y'all, call in. But if you have any questions, you want to call in, and you want to talk about some of the struggle that you're having with prayer, give me a call, 516-387-1914. The third thing that this article talks about is prayer goes beyond. Okay, now he's calling me. Okay, Curtis, where are you? I'm here now. you got to call the radio show. Five one six. It's on the link that I sent you. Okay. Okay, but it's it's actually five one six three eight seven one nine one four. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna call right now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, here comes Curtis. He dialed the wrong number. Okay, again, prayer goes beyond making requests for waiting for results because, as I indicated earlier, prayer can change your life. Let me log on this caller. I think this is Miss Lady T. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. How are you doing? Good. How are you? You know what? Thank you, Lady T, because I was waiting on other people to call in so I could eat my breakfast because I started late. My syrup was soaked all in my pancakes. This is my one cheat day. Yeah, I didn't eat no oatmeal, and I wanted to call in so I could could stop talking. Now, what is your promise in regards to don't stop praying? Again, I'm allowed on the next caller. Well, don't don't it tell us? Don't the um, word tell us pray without ceasing? So mm-hmm. that means don't stop. You keep praying. I mean, you pray daily. You wake up, you pray. You go to bed, you pray. You know, when you're driving, you pray. I pray at all different times. I mean, I don't have a set time. I'll just start praying at you know, hey, it might be some you know at that time, and then sometimes. If you're connected with, you know, the Holy Spirit and everything, and you're in tune, sometimes you'll be woken out of your sleep to pray, and you'll just yes, be stumbling will. around like, huh? And you'll just be, you'll just be waking out of your sleep to pray. So yes, we have to pray because, you know, it's very wise to pray. You have to pray. You have to be consistent, but you also have to be careful too, um, because God knows your heart. He knows how you're thinking. So your prayers need to be sincere. They need to be effectual and fervent prayers, you know, prayers of the righteous. Don't just go pray any old thing and you know you ain't trying to be right. And don't don't Mm -hmm. go praying something on somebody, you know, like kill them, Lord, kill them. No. (laughs) I'll be like, I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) Let me me know on the other call (laughs) and we're going to get deeper in this conversation. Um, Curtis, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing, I'm doing good. Doing? I'm doing okay. I'm you guys, okay. and I apologize for putting the information out late. But what is your comment in regards to don't stop praying? Because I know a lot of individuals are becoming discouraged. And I want to say, too, y'all, please keep Thea in prayer. She had to go to the hospital last night, and she called me crying, talking about they was keeping her. She had to have surgery. 
her bone was broke. Apparently something happened with the dogs, and the dogs attacked her, and she, they knocked her down, and I don't know what she was doing because I wasn't even here. But apparently we got beat-up dogs, and she's still in the hospital. So please Ooh. keep oh, her yeah. in there. Because I know she was scared because she didn't want to go to the hospital because of the coronavirus. But they told her if she wouldn't right. went in, I mean, her bone was broken. So her arm is all messed up. So, Curtis, what do you want to say well, in regards to don't stop praying? Well, what I, what I want to tell everybody in regards to don't stop praying, just remember when you're praying, because God do know your heart. He knows the sincerity. But when you're praying, you have to believe and have the faith that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. You can mm-hmm. pray until you blow in the face, but if you're not going to truly believe that our Father is capable of doing it, it's going to always be in vain. Because right now we're going to claim in the blood of Jesus that he touched your daughter from the top of her head, even deep down in her soul from the fear that what happened with her broken bones and everything, and ask God just to intervene and give her some peace inside of her soul with the coronavirus and everything going on. I work for Kaiser Permanente. Yes, the hospital is a very scary place, especially now. And we're fighting something mm-hmm. that we can't even see. So it's definitely truly important for us to trust and believe in God because everybody, remember our last week conversation about patience. See, we got to have that patience because everything you talk about is a correlation of everything that we need to do. We were talking last week about patience. Now we're talking about prayer. So we're going to have to have the patience to trust and the faith in our Father to do the things that he said he's going to do. And like, and like the other caller was saying, those wicked prayers, God is never going to answer anything like that. He's a kind and merciful God. He's not here to do our work. We're here to do his work. So while we're praying, just stay mindful that our Father knows all anyway. And you're never going to fool him. The only person you're playing the game with is yourself. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. play with it right now. I've been praying so long because I'm not going to be able to use my hand anymore, my left hand. And it hurts my heart and my soul to acknowledge that. But I have to let go and let God. Because mm-hmm. once you start to do that and pray and trust and believe that everything's going to be okay, and it might not be the way you want it, but it's the way God intended it to be. And we all are going to go through something. But at the end of the day, we still have to trust and believe in our Father and know that everything is going to be all right. So I think mm-hmm. you got to just continue to stay in prayer. And when the enemy's attacking you, and we know the attack, we know the moves because our emotions, our minds, and we want to gravitate towards the things that we used to be, the things we used to do, the things that we're comfortable with. We can't do that anymore. We have to get outside our own comfort zone and let God do the patrolling. Let him truly take over while you're praying. Let him lead you. Because everybody mm-hmm. knows, well, God wasn't listening to my prayer. He listened to your prayer, and he probably answered it. The thing is, you did what you wanted to do. You ended mm-hmm. up in that situation because God gave you that gift. And remember, it's a correlation of things that happen. Because if you call in and you listen to the radio station, it's a correlation, and it all runs hand in hand Every episode that we have and we come on and talk, it all correlates together. And here we are talking about patience. Let go. Let God. Now here we are in prayer. You know what I mean? So just listen and call in and feel free to ask anything. That's what I think about it. And, you know, and like I said, prayer goes beyond making 
requests and waiting for results because that's the one thing that we do, and that's what, what most people do as a kid. You know, when it comes around the holidays, you're praying what you want for Christmas. comes your birthday, you're praying what you want for your birthday. And they, a lot of individuals never was really taught the true meaning and the discipline of prayer. It really wasn't. And even though when they say take it to the Lord in prayer, a lot of times people still get confused. And even, you know, some individuals are doing prayer lines, they're doing corporate prayer, we're praying for our government, we're praying for our hospitals, we're praying for the people that are first responders, we're praying for our therapists that have to work with individuals, praying for our kids that have been out of school. I mean, it's just so much going on. So sometimes individuals, we want you to know that your prayers are not in vain. But it goes back to like Tammy said, too. Your heart got to be right in regards to what you're asking God for because prayer changes lives. And, however, it does not always change our circumstances, but it can because many times prayer changes our perspective and how we respond to our circumstance will be anything in our lives actually change. It's like with Thea. I was telling Thea when, when she called me and told me, Jeanette, you go, when I come home, you know, was trying to tell me about the dogs and all of this stuff. I knew she was scared then. But then I didn't want to see her arm because I'm like, I don't want to look at it, but you better go to the hospital. She didn't want to go because she was scared. And she's a praying woman. But when she called me last night and told me that they were keeping her and she needed to have surgery, I knew she was scared. But she got to keep praying and keep praying and keep praying, and we got to keep her in prayer. Because I'm just hoping that it's not infected, but I don't understand because, you know, what kind of surgery they will give you for the broken bone unless to reset the bone. But her main thing was she was, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my job. You're not going to lose your job, you know, because they'll understand that you had an emergency. So when we start talking about that, and as we make our request to God, there is usually time between our petition and God actually answering it. And, you know, Curtis, that's what I find where a lot of people want to give up. They want God to be like, right now, right now, right now. Give it to me now, God. And God don't work like that. What is your comments in regards to that, of people not having a patient? Well, what I would tell you is, is that when you want God to move and you want God to do what you want to do right now, remember, you're, he's not serving you in a time of crisis and you want things to change. It, it just didn't happen right then. It was already in motion. So we have to sometimes slow down, be patient, and understand exactly what's happening. And our emotional state will make us only reactive. So when we scream out and ask for Jesus to help us right now, and he's helping us, but it's not the instant gratification that we want. Our Father still delivered the message, but you have to follow through on your own mm-hmm. prayers to God. You have to follow through and make sure that you're doing what you need to do as far as God will require of you because you're asking him and you shall receive. But you're also in the process of receiving. Don't get lost in translation of what the real mission is, and that's for you to follow through on God's prayer and what you want him to do. We all still have a part to play in it, and everybody has to play their role when they're talking to our Father. So when you ask him, and he's done it, he didn't do it the way you wanted it to be done. Mm-hmm. He did it the way that it was supposed to be done. And everybody yes. gets that all mixed up. Well, God didn't do this. Well, are you still alive right now? Yes. This thing is starting to get better in your life. Yes. But I, 
you can't put I and you and God in the same sense. Only mm-hmm. take responsibility for that gift that God has given you, which is called common sense, and that choice that you have and that decision, because there's repercussions and actions behind every single thing that we do, and it's so unfair to God, For and I'm going to speak for God. And, and everybody's like, what do you mean you can't speak for him? I'm only talking in this sense, though. You'll get it. When you sit there and you pray and you ask him for something and you want things to happen in your life, remember, that follow-through on that prayer is so critical because you'll never, ever see the blessing, and the blessing has been right in front of your face the whole time. But you chose, once again, it comes to you, down that execution and that stretch you chose to do this because you thought it was best, but that wasn't what you was praying and asking God for. So you can't blame our Father for the things that you choose to do even after he's answered the prayer. You know, so be patient. As you were speaking, two songs popped into my spirit. One of them is Step Aside Mm -hmm. by Yolanda Adams. Because sometimes we got to step aside and get out of God's way. But that don't mean you stop praying. And another thing That's that right. came is, to my spirit, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time because he's definitely an on-time guy. And those are some of the things that we get caught up in because we want him, and we don't want to have the, the patience because we don't know how long he's going to take. He didn't say because our time and God's time is two different timing. But the one thing that we do know yeah. is prayer works because prayer brings healing. It brings power. It brings strength. It brings comfort when we actually take the time to pray. And there are things that we may forfeit if we give up on praying. And James tells us, therefore, confess your sins to one another, to each other, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Because that's where, have you noticed a lot of times people will tell you, can you pray for me? You can pray for yourself. But sometimes they think it's not worthy. That's what it's the prayer of the righteous. But you can pray. What are your comments in regards to that, in regards to the prayers of the righteous and when individuals just stop praying and want somebody else to pray for them and don't want to do it for themselves? Well, what I would say is, is that when you go to someone else to actually have them pray for you, it makes me myself, as my brothers and sisters too, where is your faith in your father? Where is your faith? It's fine to have people pray for you, but like she said, you have to pray for yourself, but you got to believe in the God that you're praying to. Because mm-hmm. no matter what, if you're not believing and having faith and you're asking God to do something, and then you hear... Now it's true. You kind of broke up. Uh-oh, we lost Curtis, so... I'm quite sure he'll be back. He was talking. Now, I want to say something else, and prayer helps us, kind of where Curtis was going. You've got to believe who you're praying to, and prayer helps us stay focused on God. When we pray, we're placing ourselves in the posture that says we really need God in our lives, and we cannot do this without his help. That is very important. Because God is our source, and without prayer, connecting us to him, we'll lose the power to live the life he's caused us to live. Prayer prevents us from slipping into the dangerous thinking that we can handle this life without God. 
And that's one of the problems is people think that they can handle it without God. I've been looking at my Facebook, and it seems like every day this person just keeps trying to get me to join a group, an atheist group. And I'm like, you know what? This person is really playing with me. I decline it. They send it back to me again, another request. I decline it. And I'm like, ooh, they being real persistent. I put on it, I'm not interested. So a lot of times we got so many individuals trying to convince us that the, that there is no God to some individuals are starting to believe in and want to give up. But you can't give up. And then we'll mess around and miss out on the life that he's called us to live and slip back into dangerous situations and dangerous thinking. And the type of thinking that caused you to lose your focus on your very source of your strength and power. Because there is definitely power in prayer. And prayer is also about listening. See, a lot of times we think we're doing a lot of talking. Sometimes people say, well, I don't know what to say to God. I don't know if God's going to listen to me. Oh, okay. She said, just made it back to my room. Oh, okay. So Thea just texted me. Good job. Okay. Well, prayer is about listening. Usually when we think of prayer, we think about what we want to ask God. And we've learned, however, prayer is how we communicate with God, not just to God. Any good communication goes both ways. Not only should we be talking, but we also should be hearing from God. One word from him may be the simple answer we needed all along. And, um, and, and you know what, and like I said, and that causes one, ooh, okay, that causes one to question or try to start thinking. I'm sitting up here, I'm reading a text, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to the listeners. I'm trying to tell her I'm on the air. Actually, if she want to call me in, because I guess she got a story to tell, because she made it through. Just call in. Text the number. Again, if you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. I know she's going to laugh when she sees the topic. And they must be keeping her there if she still, if they sent her to her room if her surgery was last night. That's not making a lot of sense. Okay. Let me send this to her. Okay. So let me get back to sharing some more information as we talk about don't stop praying. Because when you stop, when you give up, you give out. And like I said, we all got to remember that God is in control. Another thing, and I was talking about the listening part, it also indicates the eighth one is just because you want to quit don't mean you have to. And what I mean by that is I know that prayer isn't always the easiest thing to do, especially if you've been praying for the same things over and over and over again. And if something isn't working, it seems logical to just stop, you think? But, well, that's not how prayer works. The more you pray, the stronger you get, regardless of the outcome. So, again, I want to encourage you not to give up. Let me see. I think we have Curtis is back because we have lost him for a minute. Hey, Curtis, yes, how are you doing? <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, you guys. No problem. So, in Galatians, it reminds us, Let us not become weary in doing good, 
For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And another thing is each prayer you pray is planting a seed of faith that will produce a harvest under one condition, that you don't give up. You know, and you know, my mother used to always say, you can't win if you don't fight. And the problem with prayer is if you give up, you're just walking away. And it don't, it don't help. It really don't help. Now, Chris, as we're talking about the giving up, and like I said, sometimes people do want to give up when things just seem so bad they don't know what to do. And I say that's when you really need to take it to prayer is when you that's don't know what to do because you can't do it. That's right. You can't you can do it because it's all for God to do. It's all in his hands. You have to have that faith and belief and knowing that you say in that prayer that your father is going to deliver you from that because we have to get to the core essence of what prayer truly means. And behind that true essence is called faith and believing in the things that you don't see, believing that God will manifest those things and it will change. But if you don't believe and have the faith, all the prayers go in vain and to have fear. It's a normal thing. And if you have more fear than you think you should have, ask your father. Get down on your knees and pray and cry. Don't be ashamed. I'm 52 years old, and I get down on my knees, and I get to talking to God. I get to crying. I get to crying, and most people will say, man, you ain't gangster because you're crying. No, man, I don't care about being gangster. I care about my father and living longevity and being able to help my brothers and sisters coming from terror, gang violence, bullets ringing out, every single thing, and that's the way. That's never been the way. That was just the position that we were born into. Don't mean that we have to stay there. Once again, where's your faith at? I would have to ask you that. The only reason I'm asking is because I know where mine is. I wouldn't care if you was a crip or a blood and you're talking anything. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm going to say, you know what? God bless you and you have a good day. I don't entertain anything because I believe in my father. And we walk the valley of death every single moment that we get up and we're still alive. So when you say our father isn't here, that wouldn't be true. You got to remember, nothing that we do or we say don't come back to God, but you've got to believe with every single fiber inside your soul that God is going to do what he said that he will always do. But we can't teach you how to have faith. Faith is something that you pray and you ask God to develop for you. Because if you don't have the faith, our Father isn't going to move because you don't believe in him. We say we believe in everything else. Oh, man, I believe in I'm a this and I'm a that. It's never been you. It's only God's will that's allowing it to happen. And I had a horrific situation happen to me with God. Came from every single thing, poverty, all the gangbang and everything. And all of a sudden, bought me a house and did everything. And what I kept doing was, what God didn't want me to do, but I wasn't humble enough. I wasn't paying attention. It wasn't that I didn't have faith. He knew that what I was doing, he didn't like, because I kept saying, I this, I that. And I took mm-hmm. God out of the equation once, I, once everything got all right. My father put me back in a situation to where I cried out and I had to acknowledge to my father that I had made a mistake. Because God will allow you to go through your trials and tribulations. That does not mean that he's not listening. You still have to take ownership for your role in it. And I, and I betrayed my father. I took him out of my equation. 
I wasn't playing anything with God anymore. God bless me. I was saying it during the time I got it, but when I got there, I forsaken my father. And I'm not ashamed to say that because I had to tell him that, and I'll never do that again. And I understand. But it hurt me so bad, and I still cried out to him. I know he was there. But like I was telling you just a few minutes ago, if you're going to sit there and pray and trust and believe in God, follow through is critical because he's yep. going to put everything that you said that you want in front of you. What you're going to do with it when you're faced off with it, just trust and believe and walk through the fire. Walk yep. through it. He's there with you. It hurts. It, it, it all is going to hurt. It ain't going to come easy. We have another caller in the line. <laughs> Let me log this person on. Hi, this is Jeanette. I'm going to say good afternoon now. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, number ending in 6-8. What do you want to add to the show? I'm just kind of listening right now. Thank you. I'm just listening. Can I stay on here and listen, and then I can see what I That's can fine. say? That's fine. Okay. That is fine. Cool. Now, when we talk about prayer, and we know that prayer is a power thing, and it's a great way to connect the fellowship with God. It's an amazing opportunity to intercede for others. I know just as you were talking about the crypt and the blood and all of that, just recently yeah. one of my childhood friends died because of alcoholism. And because he got really, really sick, wasn't taking care of himself, and I'm sitting down there, and I'm sitting amongst a lot of people I grew up with, some of them I know since I was five years old, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, okay, now we got this coronavirus going on. We outside, we good. And I'm looking at one young man, and I could tell, I know that man is sick. He's sweating. He's coughing. But I'm watching them pass around a joint to each other, passing around alcohol bottles, and I'm like sitting there with my mask on, I can't say lost their mind. And I'm just praying like, Lord, please don't let nobody catch coronavirus. Lord, please don't let us. You know, because the thing is, we pray and then we take it back. We pray and we take it back. But even though we're talking about with prayer, and it's also an amazing number for interceding for others, but it's also a great weapon to use against our enemy, Satan. Because I'm like, if they know this coronavirus is going on, they see this young man sitting up here sweating bullets outside, why you go pass something to him and take it back and then put it in your mouth? And I'm just waiting on them to tell me, well, you know, Jeanette, so-and-so is sick and so-and-so is sick. And I'm like, and that's not news I want to hear. But sometimes we got to be mindful of some things where we just can't stop praying. Pray about everything, which is what's in Philippians. Chapter 4, 6 to 5, I mean 6 to 7, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you mean and thank him for all that he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. And that is an amazing scripture. And it even goes into, we talk about, some people say, well, why should I pray? If you're having problems, pray. If you need directions, pray. If you need help, pray. If you're afraid, pray. If you're facing financial problems, pray. If you're sick, pray. When you're going on a trip, you pray for traveling, great. If you're having um, a job or ministry issues, you pray. If you're having relationship issues, you pray. Even when your kids is acting up, you pray. So if you want a deeper relationship with God, you have to pray. But the point here is, again, just don't stop praying. It's your lifeline, and God knows exactly where you are and what you need. Any other comment, Curtis? Absolutely. 
when you sit there and you start to pray with everything that's going on in your life, you pray for the good, the bad, the unfortunate, and all the things that you're going through in your life. And what it does is it takes and it expands your horizon. You start to see things in different ways. And the only reason I can tell you that is because that's exactly what I'm going through right now in my life today. With all the prayer that I, I have been doing for all the things that I'm I'm going through, because sometimes when we get on the radio and we talk, I would like to just, I'm going to start using me so that when you're listening, you can actually tell this is not something that's rehearsed. This is not something that we sat down and took an hour or something to draw up, because you can't rehearse life. Life goes on with or without us. With those mm-hmm. friends, we really don't have no life, because everybody is looking, well, what do I do now? Well, what you do is what you've been doing. You trust and you believe in God, and you do the right thing by yourself and others, regardless of what they're doing, because we get so misled by what everybody else is doing to where it changes what we should be doing, and you go, oh, what, what, what happened with God? What do you mean what happened with God? You changed the whole situation when you start worrying about what they were talking about. thought we were developing our relationship with God. It's not going to allow you to fall into those little traps that we used to because the enemy is live and vibrant. Just like mm-hmm. you were saying, you were at the funeral. The guy is profusely sweating. We weren't even Corona at the funeral. We were just around. at the person's house because they were doing like a memorial at a person's house because you can't even go to funerals wow. now with, uh, because a person was less than 10 now they do a Zoom. So he died, and he really didn't even have family, just kids, because his parents, you know, have already, I believe his mother passed, but I don't know where his father is, so the neighborhood got together. And, um, you know, pitched in and had food, and people drove over, drove down from out of state. You know, they was coming from all yes. over the place because we didn't want, because I asked them, what are you guys going to do for Troy's um, home-going celebration? And no one knew. So they yes. thought about it. We just let his life be in vain. We all have memories, but we still should right. have been very mindful that we do have a coronavirus yes. going on. To where you walk around, I'm yeah. like, I'm thinking of Smokey, Pup, Pup, Give. I'm like, so they didn't just get that joint to that young man, and they see that man coughing and and sweating, and they, and I'm like, and I didn't want to say nothing because they already know me as a neighborhood bully. So I'm just trying to mind my own yeah. business, but my little butt waiting on the food. I'm sitting up here like they go, yeah. they sitting up here, they gonna all get sick. I'm be sick because I'm waiting on food. So, but the problem is, our job is to pray. And God will yes. answer in his perfect timing. And that's very important yes. to know what our role is. Our role is just to pray. Just do it. Don't wait. Just just do it. You'll see it manifest itself. Yes. And, and, and as it manifests itself, stay true to it and do not divert for the changes that all Father is having you go through because it's a transitional period. And everybody knows what that is. That means that we went from where we used to be to where we are right now. You know Mm -hmm. the difference. We prayed and we asked God, and God delivered us from there. We're doing things that if we look back in our life, that would truly amaze me. Me, I never wanted to talk to anybody about anything because I was so hurt and so tore up in the inside from the things that I had been going through in my life to where I don't want to talk to nobody and help them because nobody wasn't helping me. And there's so Mm -hmm. many people feel that way. Why do I not feel that way now? Because I pray and I ask God to take that outside of my heart. Because for us to fellowship 
is the only way to get closer to God because it's just not you going through it. But nobody would know if you didn't tell them. Don't be afraid to face off with yourself and accept your father because you know who you are when you look in the mirror. Why do you look at another individual and sit there and fear, oh, I'm not going to even say that. Oh, I'm going to look stupid. Let your pride and your ego go because it doesn't have anything to do with that. You chose our father, right? So we're going to pray and we're going to trust in him and we're going to tell the truth. And the truth is going to do what? It's going to set us free. And it's going to divide the wicked. It's going to be a clear separation, just like the lie and the truth. And they're going to look at you, but guess what? When they're looking at you, they know deep down in their heart and their soul that they want the same thing. So I've seen myself walk up to my brother and go, you know what? Don't be afraid. God is here, and don't be ashamed. That was things that we learned in the streets. All oh, be tough, hold your head, stick your chest out, don't take nothing from nobody, don't cry, don't this, don't that. All those things were the, the biggest lies that was ever been told. The reality of it is life hurts. Life hurts. Pain, it's real. Suffering, it's real. And it is not just strictly stuck on color. It's the whole wide world. It's part of the human race. But the one common denominator in the equation is, is that all father, he said that he would save us all. But all we have to do is trust and believe in him only. So with all those opinions that everybody has to say, let's just leave them where they at. Because that's where they are. Because guess what? They don't change anything in your life or no situation. Why would you give them the power when you can give it to God because he already showed you what you can, he could do? For you, for me, for all of us. So at some point, you're going to have to have a reckoning with yourself and God and choose the battle. We fought for so many things that didn't mean anything. Can we get together and come together and fight for God and what's right? I don't see nothing wicked about what God has ever done. Okay. I just logged on caller 6-9. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Jeanette? I'm glad to hear from you because I was worried when I woke up this morning and I was like, okay. So I know you're yeah, a praying woman. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You kind of muffled. I can barely hear what you're saying, Thea. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I don't know. I hear you now. Okay, so what were you saying? Because oh. I know you were praying at the doctor's hands. Yeah. Yeah, they started prepping me around 5 this morning. They just brought me back to my room about a half hour ago. Well, I'm just glad to hear from you. Yeah, I, well, I couldn't call. I had to I had to keep my phone turned off so that I could have some juice to be able to call today. My boss said I still have a job, so that's one prayer answered. Amen. He said call and take as much time off as I need. Job. I told you you wouldn't yeah. lose your job. Yeah. So they put a plate. And screws in my arm Apparently the bone had moved Enough to where um, They couldn't just reset it They had to um, cut it open But first they had to clean out The the wounds because um, They said they didn't know what kind of bacteria And stuff was in there So they might keep me two more days And keep running antibiotics Through these IVs just to make sure The bone don't get infected Because you know I have a history Of bone infections that's why I had so many surgeries on my left foot. So, yeah, you know, I am praying. And I am just keep telling God, I trust in you, Lord. I know it's, you work everything together for the good of those that love you. And called according to your purpose, I thank him that I've been able to live long enough 
to see my purpose, fulfill my purpose. And I thank him that even in a situation like this, I know that the best thing I can do is trust him because he's not going to do nothing bad to me. And if it's a trial or a test of my faith, well, I'm going to come out standing tall because the Lord only, he only, he only corrects those that he loves. So I'm just trying to find out what it is in this that I was supposed to, what I was supposed to learn. And I think I got a little too big for my britches. I should have never jumped in between two dogs. Yeah. So, that's okay. But you know what? The bone thing, too, because my sister went through that. My sister had uh-huh. a problem with drinking alcohol. And alcohol, uh-huh. people realize, it brittles your bones. So when people have a that history That must be of, what it was. Uh-huh. When people have a history that of must drinking, be. they broke their bones, uh-huh. their bones shattered. My sister at yeah. 35 had a titanium plate in her ankle where my mother broke her ankle. And by her being an alcoholic, her bone was yeah. so fragile, it shattered. And that's what came to my mind when you said that. And people think alcohol yeah. is so interesting, oh, I'll just have a drink. No. That stuff tears your body up from the inside out. Yeah. One thing, God, they, one of the nurses here remembered me. They remember, and the doctor, the orthopedic surgeon, did my surgery. He asked me, so how long have you been sober? They could tell I was sober. They remember me. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to call in and let you know um, I'm probably going to try to go back to sleep. They did a block on my arm so um, that when the, um, when I wake up um, that I wouldn't feel start feeling the pain right away. So they got it in a, in a sling around my neck, and I can't mm-hmm. even feel my arm. But, um. But when the feeling come back, I'm going to start feeling it. I'm going to try to be okay. asleep before then. Okay, well, you then. just get your breath. They okay. I might have to call you when I bring Diamond back in the house so she can hear your voice. So, okay, they, thank you. I appreciate you so much. They all right. And we're going to continue We're gonna continue to pray for you and lift you up in spirit. Know that thank God you. is all able and all willing. And we were praying for you before you came on. And Kimball says uh-huh. she just didn't know. So we said a quick prayer for you. Look how God opened the Thank door. You. you called in and gave her the peace that God needed to give his daughter in her heart to know that you were okay because she was talking about the situation. Look how good this God is. This is my first chance to be able to use the phone. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate you, Jeanette. I really appreciate you. You know, I've been called since I got a chance. <laughs> no problem. Because when I woke up and I didn't see you, I was like, uh oh, she ain't here. And, um, no, yeah. they decided and so to. I don't know nobody's number. Decided. I don't know your son's number. I don't know how to get I know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to fix that. I'm gonna have to make sure you have his. I'm gonna have to make sure you have JC's number and my son's number. Yeah, because I'm like a case mm-hmm. of emergency. I can't get in touch with nobody. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you get you some rest, and um, I'll all talk right. with you. Then. I'm quite sure your your car is at the hospital, but but let me know. Let me know what you need me to okay. do from here. Okay. Yeah, they told me that my car should be okay. Okay. But you might not be able uh, to drive that home. Oh, so just let I us... didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah, I will keep you updated. <laughs> you got to remember, I'm a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will let you know. All right, you take care. All right. Okay. Okay, Bye. so when we talk about prayer, we shouldn't have to struggle to pray because prayer should feel as natural as breathing. Like you said, I was concerned because I know how this woman has turned her life around. 
I've seen some of the things she's done. I've seen her be obedient. I see her pray. I see her meditate. I see her do all of that. And then to know that she was scared last night, and I was like, you know, the other night, I was like, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go. She was scared to go. And if she wouldn't have went with all this stuff going on, who knows? She probably would have lost her arm. So I'm glad that she is okay. Now, when we start talking about, and we're talking about, again, prayer without ceasing, this command of God is not a guilt trip. It is what we talk about when we say do without ceasing, means praying without ceasing, of course, doesn't require us to spend time every hour on our knees. The same apostle and the same letter commands all sorts of other duties that forbids literally constant prayer, but Thessalonians must work with their hands, and they built up one another. It's kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Curtis, how we got to, you know, pray for one another, build one another up. Because when we start doing that, we start talking about, and I'm going to read some of the stuff that's in the scripture, it talks about rejoice always, pray without season, and giving thanks in all circumstances. Meaning, whatever your circumstances is, you should not want to stop praying. And don't wait till it gets a little better and say, okay, well, he did it now. I don't have to pray no more. No, you still keep praying. Any comments in regards to that? Yes. So when you sit there and you get what you said that you have been praying him for, praying to him for, remember, that's just a moment in time. Life still keeps going on. You still have to continue to pray and to believe and pray for those that are less fortunate than you. And when you're in trials and tribulations and your father bless you to get to them, still continue to pray and trust in it because just like it's over now, it's beginning somewhere else real soon. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing about life. It's an untamable force, and we don't have no control of what happens from one moment to the next. But our Father is all-knowing and all-willing. I would rather follow his lead than anything that I've ever done in my life. And it took for me to go through the things that my Father allowed me to go through, to humble me, to make me be patient, to help me see the things that I didn't see. And those are real prayers. Help me better understand myself, Father. Help me better understand how to be patient and get through things without becoming so emotional and reactive with all the things I grew up and I've seen in my life. Just because we went through them and grew up with them, it never made it so. Now that God has blessed us to be where we are right now today, you can look back and see the spirit, how it carried you through all that fire. You're mm-hmm. still alive. So many along the way are not here today, but you're still here. So what is your purpose in your prayers for your father? And if you do not, Father, to help you disclose the things that you can't see, because there's a lot of things, even at being 52 right now, that I still have to learn. Oh, well, I've been through everything. No, we've never been through everything, but we've been through some things that will always stick with us. But we got to remember God is the, the biggest deliverer from all types of issues and situations, but we have to be diligent in our prayers. And like you said earlier, when we sit down and we've already had and we think God has answered our prayers, we still have to continue to pray and believe in him and pray for those that are less fortunate than we are. And sometimes when we're looking at ourselves and we're in a situation, we have to remember that God is still there right here and now in that situation with you. You know what God would want you to do, 
pay attention to what he wants you to do outside of what the rest of the world, because there has to be a, a clear-cut separation. And I know this is everything you grew up knowing, but we're evolving only in God's love, grace. And remember, he's the ultimate supreme comforter. When there's no mm-hmm. words to be said, give it to God and let him comfort you. Even in the weakest and darkest moments, you still have yep. to keep that faith and not let anything let change that narrative. That's true. Well, you know what, Curtis? We really need to pray because I don't have any children, young children. My kids are adults, and I have grandkids. And I'm looking at TV right mm-hmm. now, and they talk about on the White House, they got President Trump holds conversation about reopening schools amid pandemic. Now, with these numbers going up high, people are dying in the hospital. Why don't you want to send your kid back to a school and you don't know what's going on in other people's homes? And they know the senators, the congressmen, the president. They kids don't go to regular schools. So why would you want to send our kids to schools right now and let them wind up messing around getting sick? You know, and they don't have no mask on. See, that's why we need to pray, because we got to pray for those also who spitefully use us. Because this right here is ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. I'm not a teacher, but I think I need to start homeschooling my grandkids. Because this right here, I'm like, uh uh-uh, this this is crazy. And I want to also say in regards to forms of prayers, there are four different types of prayers. They have the traditional Roman Catholic Church highlights four basic elements of prayer. Prayer for blessing and admiration, prayer for petition, and prayer for um, intercession, and prayer for thanksgiving. Now, I'm, do you have children, Curtis? Yes, I do. You have small children? Yes, I have one. My daughter is 12. I have a 12-year-old. My next to her is he's 22, and everybody else is older than that. Now, what is your thoughts on sending kids back to school right now amongst all of this that's going on? Oh. First, we'd have to speak truth to power and just tell the truth that the man in the White House is so consumed with what he wants as an individual to where he's not seeing what everybody is going through and what they're suffering through. And just because you don't have the corona, sir, you can't expose everybody and people's children. This is all we have. Those are gifts from God. And we would be remiss if we did not do the things that our Father would want us to do when it comes down to our kids. And what I would say is is that we cannot allow this to happen. The schools can't open back up until this virus is under control because you're asking us to take our children and put them in the lion's den, knowing that they're going to be eaten alive. I don't know no parent on the face of this planet would ever want to expose their kids to death because that would be on you. God gave you common sense. You clearly made a choice and a decision and a calculated move to do that so for you to sit there and, and be contradictory of what reality is showing you, it goes to show you that even at the top where they say the president, the commander-in-chief, and all the wickedness that's there, we still have something even more powerful than that, and that is yes. our Father. And we yes, have to pray we, like we, we have never God. prayed before. Mm-hmm. We do I have think a God. we got to pray like we never prayed. And, I mean, because even the college and the universities are still talking about doing things um, virtual, but reopening schools amid pandemic. Like you said, that's sending your kids to go die. Yes, absolutely. It's crazy. 
And then you got individuals that are are basically they're upset. They talking about their rights, and they and, and people are dying. And you know what gets me too with this is many individuals don't even have insurance. Whether it's life insurance, health insurance, you got these people dying, and they gotta have car wash. I want to give my respects to a young lady. She was also a radio host. She's passed away. Her name is um, Dr. Demita. She passed away. You know, and we, I mean, we got people, we're losing people daily, daily. And I'm not one to, like, sit at home. And I know my mother, and I'll never forget my um, mother, now they used to pray for me, talking about, Jeanette, you need to stay at home. Jeanette, you need to slow down. Jeanette, no, slow down. So I could truly say their prayers have been in. Because my butt been sitting in the house. Because I'm not trying to be out there getting sick and then, I wish my mother would be telling me I got to go to school and I would be sitting there watching me and my mother would be like, uh-uh, not me. You ain't sitting me out there like that. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you know what the saddest part about it is? Is that you sit there and act as though this disease is not real and you have all the ability in the world to change it right now, being the commander-in-chief, and you would leave it up to the governors and mayors. They're limited in everything that they can do. And if you look at the budget and the way everything is set up with the amount, the saddest part about everything that's going on right now, and I don't want anybody that's listening to miss this, do you know right now with the way the world is, Donald Trump is actually – petitioning to destroy Obamacare. And the last thing that he wants mm-hmm. to destroy is the Medicare and the Medi- for everyone to be covered that don't have it in the pandemic. They're okay. going to court live now to do that. One more move and everybody's not guaranteed anything. So the people that don't have insurance that have cancer, you can't go get treated because now even with your pre-existing Condition, it's all wiped out now. We have to start all over from scratch. I'm praying right now that God intervene and the Supreme Court strike that down and allow it to keep going because everything that has been put in place before, he walked in the White House and destroyed everything. You never helped the middle class. You say that you know black people. You can't really know us if you still represent that Confederate flag. That means that you don't have no respect for us and our heritage and where we came from and what we've been through. And the same people that represent that flag represent hatred. And you're the commander-in-chief and you say, oh, I love black people. That is the biggest contradictory that I've seen in a very long time. And you sit there and you say, I want to help all the American people. How when you're trying to take the last lifeline that they have with a life jacket that's just barely hanging on and the people that he's surrounded with I will not surround myself by the power that God has given me with somebody who's standing for something that my father wouldn't stand for. I cannot condone that. I'm going to pray for you and hope that God helps change your mind and your ways because nothing I can say to you, and we have to be very careful when we're having conversations with individuals where our emotions get involved. God wouldn't want you to do that. God would want you to tell them, bless you in your endeavors, and I'll pray for you. That's it, and that's all because it's you know, not. You know, I want to say this because I know we're about to run out of time. I remember when I was going through some trials and tribulations, and someone told me to read Psalms 37. 
And Psalm 37 of David, it says, Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently and for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord and will inherit the land, a little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and snatch their teeth at them, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and the needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that righteous have than the wealth of many wicked, for the power of the wicked will be broken. But the Lord upholds the righteous and blameless spend their days under the care of the Lord, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In times of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish through the Lord's enemy like the flowers of the field. They will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. You know, when it goes down into this, and I like when it gets to um, the one when it says, with 25, I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging bread. They're always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Now, it goes on, and we got to read it for ourselves because this scripture is very long, but this right here is getting out of control. And, you know, I want to say use wisdom, just use wisdom. So I want to thank you for joining us here for another episode with Precious Predicaments at Blog Talk Radio. And until next week, remember you got this, but please don't stop praying because as I'm looking at this, we all need a corporate prayer and we need to pray. Any comments, Curtis, before we end the show? Absolutely. The thing that I would say more than anything you trust and you believe in God. You pray like you've never prayed before because we are in our last days. We are in that last time. And when God said the wicked would rise up and that he will come and capture it all in a rapture, his children have to stay true to what we know. And that is all Father is going to be here, deliver us, and we have to stand. It was going to be a time and a day where it was going to be a battle. That battle is here now. Who do you stand for? I stand for Jesus. I stand for the righteous. I speak down on the wicked, but I also pray for them. So I need you mm-hmm. to really understand what I just said. We don't condone the wicked, but we have to still pray for them because they're lost souls, but those souls belong to all Father. And just like they believe they lost, I was lost, and now I'm mm-hmm. found. 
Amen. In Jesus, because that's who I chose mm-hmm. to believe in. And that's all, Father, and he will save us all. But don't stop praying. Continue to pray harder than you've ever prayed before and believe like you've never believed. And if you don't have the faith, ask God so that you get clarity and understanding because he's the all-knowing and all-willing and all-able. And God bless each and every one of the listeners, and we will be continuing to pray for you on a daily basis. And we do not have to know you to pray for you and let our Father come into your life and anoint you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and start to move for you like you move for all of us so many different ways. But you got to trust and believe and stay diligent in prayer because we need it more than ever right now. Mm-hmm. We do. And I wanted to say, I couldn't think of his name. It was on the tip of my tongue, but it was Ricky Smiley's. Ricky Smiley's daughter got shot. That's who it was. So make sure you keep his family and his daughter lifted up in prayers, too. So until next week, remember, you got this, and we look forward to hearing from you. And stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, and use wisdom. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.